Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. Today, I sit down with local band Parade of Bad Guys, and we talk about their musical stylings, which you're going to be able to listen to next week on our Treasure Valley Live series. They have an album coming out on October 29th that you're going to want to look into. Go to paradeofbadguys.com after this podcast to check them out. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us, Parade of Bad Guys. That was a hell of a set that you all just played. We have 80% of the band here. I'll just go around in the circle. Ben, welcome. Thank you. Thanks Lead for having vocalist. us. Yeah. Alan on keys. Thanks. Nice Andrew on bass. Thank you much. And Tyler on electric guitar. Yeah, glad to be here. That was a great set. I dig your guys' music. I saw you at Tree Fort Live. You killed it. Uh, it was on your outdoor show. Did you do a couple? We did too. Yeah, we played. Uh, well, the hideout was the first one. First night at Tree Fort, kicked it off. Um, outdoor stage. That was great. Great stage. Great sound. Um, and then we got another gig at uh, Pangilly's. Okay. Um, the following night, Thursday night. Um, a little later set. Really good time too. We kind of did a little bit more of a stripped down uh, set. Andrew might tell us a really fun story about it, but maybe not. He's um, shaking his head he's, in the corner. He's laughing over there. It was a great. <laughs> it was a great set. We, you know. Um, we got to stretch our legs a little bit more on that one, do an hour and a half, and uh, oh wow, you know, it was nice. it was cool, yeah. And uh, there was a great bluegrass band that went after us, and um, we uh, one of one of our covers, we this old uh, song called "Smoke That Cigarette," um, and that was like the last song that we played, um, ending our set. And then this bluegrass band from I think San Francisco came up after us. And they started uh, playing that halfway through their set. Played the same song, <laughs> oh, and I, awesome. I was stoked and pretty lit up at that point too. And I was on the dance floor with my cowboy boots, doing some hillbilly dancing and um, singing along with the guy. And they ended up pulling me up on stage and uh, <laughs> and singing with. I sang the whole rest of the song with them too. It was a great time. But yeah, Tree Fort's always always a blast. That doesn't surprise me. Um, for people unfamiliar with your music, which you're going to be, they'll be able to listen to it next week on next week's podcast, but you all just seem like you're having fun when you're playing the songs. And the songs themselves are fun. Like, you you take time, it feels like, when you're putting those parts together. And it's very sudden and uh, unexpected, and I would imagine you all get joy when people are listening to your music, especially when you're playing live and you, you do a hard right turn or a u-turn can you talk a little bit about how you guys make that kind of music and and like where the work goes into that if there is a lot of work like i said it seems like you guys just kind of have a blast but yeah totally so most of our songs actually start off with ben ben will bring an idea to the table whether that's like just a melody or a chord progression or some lyrics and then we usually just start to add elements from there other times you know i might this is Tyler speaking. I might bring a uh, uh, a melody to the band or a chord progression, and then we start going from there. And um, you know, it's interesting. I'm like one of the newest members in the band, and joining and learning all the the previously written materials. I kind of had to like write parts around, you know, especially what lead guys are doing, like Alan. Uh, but then writing together, there's just honestly like we don't have to put that much work into it. We we just start playing, and a lot of it's organic. Oh, that's um, cool. A lot of it is just like okay, here's this you know chord progression and some lyrics I got, and we start playing it, and we don't spend a lot of time going, "What are you doing? Okay, you're doing that. Okay, I'll do this." It's just we just kind of freestyle until it all fits into place. That's awesome. So obviously, you listen very well to each other. Then I can kind of get that vibe because it couldn't be very easy for you all to just hit those transitions right. as smoothly as you do. And then plus the harmonies. 
Yeah, I would say the harmonies are, are actually a little bit more written. But we'll do okay. a lot of that stuff where, like, we record our practices and we record – we'll, like, record songs uh, in our practice space. And then when we're in the, like, actual recording process for the songs that will be released more professionally, we'll actually write the harmonies at that point. So okay. it's almost like we backfill the song. It's like, okay, the song's got the lyrics, it's got the vocals, it's got all the, got the melodies, the everything, hooks, everything, yeah. the solos are written. And then we're like, what do we want to do for backup vocals? And and that's where, that is where probably more of the work is, I would say. Okay. For sure, yeah. And, be, you know, being a five-piece, too, it's like we got to make sure that we're not stepping on each other's toes as well, you know? Yeah. Um. So everybody kind of has to kind of find their, find their, their, their corner or whatever and then, uh, you know, be able to step step forward step back kind of thing too and you know i've noticed since you know tyler joined on uh lead guitar and and you know filling it out with the guitar alan and him have kind of worked really closely with like their lines and and their their hooks and everything too and kind of complementing what each other is doing there too and it's it's funny when we try to write a new song um without a member here um it's always like everybody always says well I got to wait and see what so-and-so's doing before I really can finalize my part, you know, kind of thing, too. So it's like we do all kind of play off (laughs) of each other a little bit, too. But, yeah, we like just jamming, you know. It's like if I got a riff or a a start of a song or sometimes I'll come to the group with a full song, which, you know, isn't as frequent. But usually I like to bring part of one and be like, all right, guys, what are we going to do with this? You know, where are we going to take it and stuff? And then we all just start playing it, and then the parts just kind of happen. It's fun stuff. That's awesome. And you do cut out. Uh, sonically, everybody seems to have a nice place that they sit as well, which is hard. Like, you it, must be listening very, yeah. very carefully to have that many people playing instruments plus the harmonies on top of it. It's really easy to just get a muddy, messy sound. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. if you don't have the dynamics, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah and um, one of the challenges, too, is like Ben and I, we both like telecaster guitars and box <laughs> ac15 amplifiers so like it is definitely a li- like we got to be careful not to step on each other's toes and play the same guitar parts or play the same things but i think one thing that you're given space in a five-piece band to kind of step back you know i've played in smaller bands i've played in three-piece four-piece bands and, you, and you've got to you got to play a lot more mm-hmm. when there's five of you you can kind of hang back and 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 it's not you're sharing it that burden with more people. Burden's maybe a strong word, but you're sharing the workload with more people. And you do cut out quite frequently, which I think is really cool because it gives it an interesting dynamic. And that's awesome that you guys have found a way to where obviously there aren't the egos involved where everybody needs to be playing all the time because then that just turns into something that's kind of like flat and stagnant as far as for me, sonically, usually. But you guys are cutting in and out. And that was a hell of a set that you guys just did Thank you. for us Thank right God. now. And I liked how you would cut into the just the acoustic and the singing and then add instruments. And then everybody would just kind of strike at once and then back down again immediately. Like, very well done, especially without a drummer. Yeah. That was... <laughs> yes. Sorry, Isaac. Or we wish he... Wish I know. We wish he would have been here, too. Yeah. There's but, uh, literally not enough the, room. <laughs> no. If we were crammed with four people... We'll do another one in the future. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. And that's kind of what Parade of Bad Guys is, though, too. It's like, it's it's all of us and one of us and two of us. And it's, you know, it can be it can be anything, really. Like, you know, our, our favorite is the five-piece band, you know, to play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tyler and I have been going out and doing some duo stuff, and we've we've played as a four-piece a few times, too, um, at various shows or whatever it calls for. We just like to play, so it's fun to get out there. And it really, you know, knowing your songs in a different way, too, you know, being able to play them all acoustic and, you know, dial it back a little bit and then, you know, come see us as a full band and it's rocking and high energy and, you know, 
all that stuff too. So it's fun being able to, it, you know, the songs, some of these songs, you know, I've been playing for 10 years and mm -hmm. it's fun to like breathe some new life into them, do them a little different um, for a different show or whatever, you know, we kind of, and we're always like kind of trying to reinvent some of the old tunes too. Let's try right. doing this. You know, there's stuff that we recorded, you know, 10 years ago are almost coming up on 10 years ago that we're like, we should redo that and put it on a, a new album. You know, even though we've got a bunch of other new stuff, it's like, we've been playing these old tunes again with new people in the band and reworking them. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh wow, this is like a brand new song. You know, it's, it's kind of fun, but um, yeah. And going back to what you said earlier about like kind of, you know, not all playing all at once or like the dynamics of the band. I think one thing that we all can agree on as uh, band members is that you want to do what's best for the song. Right. Yeah. And like mm -hmm. try to, you know, let the egos aside, you know, not everybody needs to be soloing all the time, but take a step back and say like, okay, what does this bring to the song? And if everyone takes that mentality, then yeah, it can be a lot of fun. Are you sure you're a lead guitarist? <laughs> I know. We kind of share the duties for sure. Yeah, yeah I, that I actually sound like I something a lead guitar. I don't like using the term lead guitar player personally. I like to consider myself an accompanying guitar player. Nice. So, like, I like to fill the space that's left for me by the other musicians, and not think of myself as like the lead right musician. On. Yeah. I was one of those jerks in college that just kept turning my amp up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we and then we lost a bassist and I had to play bass for a while. And then I'm like, oh man, there's so much stuff going on that I wasn't paying any attention to. <laughs> you just got humbled a little yeah, bit. You're yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> well, this guitar player is driving me up a wall. Turn it down. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys have two albums that I found on Spotify. Is that and you just released a single? Yes. As well. So is is that your library music? Are those two? The, right now, that's out there, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we've got another album coming out on the 29th of October uh, this month. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that the single was just, you know, the first one from it. Um, and, God, we have another album pretty much ready to go, too. Um, nice. COVID, you know, shutting down. Spent a lot of time writing music and recording and working on that, too. So we're trying to really push and get more music out more frequently now that we're kind of back in full swing playing out a lot more and stuff so trying to get get that going and not release an album you know every uh like six or seven years or anything <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem super feasible as a band to, to really do that all right you know we got this one coming out we'll see you again in 2027 you guys <laughs> so we're trying to be a little bit more frequent with that and, and stuff mm. too. We got some plans of doing, you know, another another full length album after this one's released this month. Do some acoustic albums too, since we I've been playing a lot of acoustic shows and stuff. Um, we've just been trying to get more more of our music out there and stuff too, because you know we we go and play these shows where we play forty original tunes, and then everybody's like, "Oh man, I really love that one song." Is it you know where can I get that? And we're like, "Oh, oh. yeah, that's uh." Not on any albums yet, so so you, you know. banked up quite a few tunes. Oh, then during, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. How and, was the writing process as far as like the lyrics during that time? Are there is there going to be a theme that's a little bit more dark for these songs that are coming out? Oh, now? they're all kind of dark. I mean, okay. they're, they're songs are either about drinking or you know love or mm -hmm. you know they're sad or sometimes just hopeless. Uh, <laughs> no, but you wouldn't notice yeah, by yeah. when you listen to the song unless yeah, you're paying sure. close attention to the lyrics. Sometimes like, oh, it's okay. reptile aliens, you know, you yeah. never know. It's a, <laughs> that control the world. <laughs> and that was that your reptilia? Oh, the song? reptilians? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That, was, that was one of my favorites off of your last album in 2018.
it was just a cool riff, and then you you just kept making it different by adding the vocals and adding all the other instruments on top of it. I'm like, that's friggin' sweet. That was a fun one. That was a fun one to write for sure. We were having a good time with the lyrics and then it all just kind of, that was definitely a group effort on that one. And it's just been evolving more and more. That's a fun tune to play. Nice. Definitely. So you guys have a huge backlog from COVID of all this material then that has yet to be released. Pretty much. Yeah. I think we, you know, we went in the studio and recorded about like 18 songs. Um, Oh crap. We're releasing 10 of them and, we have a few more that we've written since and, you know, have enough for another full length here, too. So we're trying to trying to just get it all out there. Nice. What do you all usually do when it comes to the releasing? Like, do you print the vinyls? What do you what do you do? We haven't gotten that far yet. Um, usually it's, uh, you know, make some uh, dead format CDs to mm. sell. Um, <laughs> you know, we put uh, we've been putting stuff on, you know, Spotify and, and um, yeah. Apple Music, you know, and all the streaming platforms, which is, you know not very lucrative um you no. know at all for musicians <laughs> um but you know that seems to be where most people are getting their music from these days mm. i mean i have a huge vinyl collection i love vinyl i would love to have our stuff printed on it it's just you know it's very uh very expensive spendy. Yeah. very spendy so cost is kind of you know exorbitant and then you have to <laughs> order enough to make it at least worth it viable. Yeah. and then and you then... gotta store it right because if you store it in right. a hot van and it's flat then you'll get warped ones mm-hmm. and then you're throwing those out and yeah it's just you break even on vinyl from my standpoint a lot of times it's Dang. cool to have but yeah definitely one of those things yeah. where yeah it's like is it super cost effective you know i think people still they still buy cds don't they it's almost like a tip oh, yeah. they're yeah, like that yeah it's like i want to give you it. some money but i'll grab this i'll throw this in yeah. my truck and yeah, yeah. And forget about <laughs> it forget about and, it yeah. let's do it a hundred times and then whip it out the window they you're so get sick ready to throw it onto their computer and they don't have a disk drive so it's yeah oh i know harder to rip you know <laughs> and it's it's sad too though because I love the quality of a good wave file. Yeah, like right. it just yeah. sounds right. yeah. enormously better versus you know Spotify's streaming quality. Right. And I'm the only CD player I have is in my pickup truck. Yeah. Still, which I went out of my way when I upgraded my stereo. I'm like, it needs to have a CD player, so it's a big honking yeah. <laughs> piece that I shoved into the center <laughs> console, and I'm like, at least I have the CD, which I, you know, you still very rarely use. Yeah, but but, but you're right. I mean, it's like MP3s, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's streaming Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, way too convenient. Mm-hmm. And it's it's frustrating too. Like when we do these videos for for YouTube, and then uh, they compress everything. Right right on top of that and it's like that's not what i was listening to that's not what i was looking at and it's one of those things like until you do it for years and years i'm sure there's pros out there that know exactly what's going to cut strangely and what youtube's algorithm is going to compress and push through you know it's yeah. it's bizarre but it definitely like gets rid of some of those high ends and and which i love like to me like i feel like it's high ends are overlooked in the mixes so often for sure you know that brightness and yeah. it just like gets turned darker and it could be frustrating from like, uh, you know, like this last album or the album that's going to be released at the end of October. Um, we did everything ourselves pretty much. We we went to a studio to record the drums, but then, oh wow, Ben and and Andrew did all the engineering on, oh, on cool. the rest of the parts, and and Ben mixed it, and then we sent it out to get mastered. But I mean, when you put all that time and that effort into something, and then it just gets compressed into like yeah. a really crappy format, it's like. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, and it's tough doing all those things yourself too, because you're not very, you know, it, it, you're not very subjective. I guess I don't know. With the maybe you're too subjective. Subjective, to it. yeah. You yeah. know, um, it's just like mixing and recording, and 
you know, playing, performing all the parts and yeah. stuff too. So probably on the next batch, we'll pony up and yeah, get somebody to do it all for us and we can just show up and play and then make us sound good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Polish this. Here's some money. Yeah. Make it sound good. <laughs> yeah. There's people that, that do. I love, uh, I love mixing and, and mastering and stuff. It's just like a hobby that I've gotten into since it's the band fun. started coming in, you know, but it's that, that problem thing. Like, I think probably for me, I don't know what your all experiences that's like 95% of it is finding isolating problems and then fixing it. Mm-hmm. And, and then as soon as you you push it off and put it onto someone else's plate and then put it on Spotify or put it on whatever YouTube. And then it's like a problem that you didn't even hear. Mm-hmm. Right. So frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. Yep. Yeah. I would say one of the things that's hard about doing your own album like we did is that you can just go in circles. Because there's no end date, right? Like, mm-hmm. but but you give someone else the album and they can mix and master it, and they're just they're gonna they know their process. Mm-hmm. It's not their songs. They go in, they do their work, and they and they give it back to you, um, whether that be in a couple weeks or a month. But I I think like we had that experience with the last album where we like we tweak a song, we mess with it, we all listen to it, and then we're like, oh, let's mess with that, and then you go back and and I mean you could mix a song till the end of time mm-hmm. if you let yourself, yeah. especially with five cooks in the Easy. kitchen. Going. Yeah. I want the drums louder. Well, I think the bass needs to come up here. And you it's know. like Chuck is a lead guitar player. Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna keep turning my yeah. guitar up. Like, <laughs> what, is, what are these other people doing playing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> so when do you draw that line? That's kind of an interesting because my brother and I do film, and it's kind of the same thing. You I, know, it's like when it's your creation, it's never gonna be 100. percent Like whatever you sure. imagine, yeah. right? It never lines up. And the, as time progresses, and the better you get at things, like the closer you get to that 100. percent But then I, for me, I feel like it's like you're at 99% or like 95%. Yeah. To get to 95% takes so much, a certain amount of time. Right. But if you want to get to 98%, you have to double like all the time previously, it yeah. seems like. It's, you know? it's deadlines. You have to set yourself up to a deadline. I think that's how we did it. You know, like Andrew did a bunch of time editing on our album. Um, yeah, I know we're not perfect, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like Andrew's phenomenal at that. But I kind of had to say too, like, okay, if you're going to do the time edits, before we get this, you know, mastered, then here's your time frame. And and it was really something I made up, right? Like it yeah. wasn't real. It didn't have to be done by October or like <laughs> August first. I know he's 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 like, you lied to me. No, but, but right, but like if you if you work it backwards, if you like reverse engineer it from the time that you want it to be released. So like we did this I mean, it was so hard through the pandemic to decide when was an appropriate time to do an album release and an album oh, release yeah. show. So, you know, first we're thinking, okay, we'll do it in the summer or we'll do it in the spring. And then that gets pushed back and we push it back and we push it back. And finally, I just said, okay, guys, like, let's have a release end of October and let's work backwards from there. Yeah, we were almost thinking about going into the next year to do the release, too, because it was like, oh, how are shows going to look? COVID's getting bad again. Yeah, Our venue's going to shut down again. You know, what's it going to look like? That's the hard thing about being a musician right now, too. It's like, are we going to be able to perform? Are we going to even be able to do this, you know? But, I mean, like, we we started – when did we record the drums? It was August. August of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're – Oh, wow. We're, like, 14 months from when the recording process started. So I I was kind of pushing the timeline more than, like, the – the quality or whatever like i was less interested in like how good does it sound it was like how did how is it gonna sound by the time that i want it to be released and whatever you can do with that 
do it. Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to keep going back over. Right. Back yeah. over. Comb back over it. Right. Comb over it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I've had an album ready for about eight years now. Right, right. And I'm still mixing it. So yeah. <laughs> it's definitely good to set a timeline. For sure. <laughs> Deadlines are, are huge for us. And that was, you know, with Tyler joining the band, that was a big driving force um, that he brought to the table was, you know, kind of wrangling us a little bit too. Because we've been, you know, I think before Tyler joined, we would play, what, like two, three shows a year. You know, we'd write a lot. We'd get yeah. together every Tuesday and, you mm. know, have a blast making music and stuff. But we just didn't really get out and play a ton. And then it was like, we all had the same goals. Like, I'd sure like to play music for a living. That'd be fun. And then it was like, yeah, we should book some shows. Yeah, we sure should. <laughs> oh, who's going to take charge <laughs> you know, of that? And then, yeah, right. and then Tyler agreed. Yeah, we should we'll play some festivals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet they'd really like us on a big stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was about it. All right, let's play Tree Fort. Like, you know, that was about it. So. Oh, shit. It's March again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Time for our first show of the year, and then maybe get one in the summer, maybe one in the fall. Yeah, now it's like I played more shows this year than I have probably in the last ten combined, and getting out more and more, and it's it's been a lot of fun. And we were lucky to be able to play so many uh, outdoor shows this this summer and stuff too, in a lot That's of cool. um, different stages. And you know, we you know toured the whole. Uh, not state. We went to Idaho City and Loman. I want to do. A, I might. I want to do an Idaho tour someday. I want to have shirts made and everything. Hit all the small towns. Yeah, we played Nampa. Yeah, we played in Nampa. Yeah, all the small towns. It was nice. great. So, what do you guys? What's the difference that you see? Because it sounds like you're kind of insular, and I have a you know a similar story as far as creativity is concerned, where you're just doing it, you enjoy it, and then you have to make that decision to like throw yourself out there. What is it like, or what's the difference that you've noticed since you? have started to play more shows in front of people like is it positive i would hope is it do you hear it in the in the or do you see it in the the listens on spotify and things like that how does that work out for y'all a lot more fun yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean we're seeing more more fans for sure we're getting our followings are are growing and stuff too and um you know our, our songs are evolving we're getting tighter you know we we were playing so much there for a while. It was like every week that it was like we didn't even have to get a weekly practice in, you know, too. Mm. Where before it'd be like, oh, our third, you know, our second show of the year is coming up. We better, you know, hit it real hard and practice. And it's like we've been pretty dialed in, too. But, you know, I really I enjoy the process of, of stuff, too. Like just, you know, it's cool to make an album to release it, but the like getting together and like coming up with vocal lines and harmonies and like getting good tones like that whole process is, is a really fun thing to do and that the writing process too is just awesome and that's you know i i love our weekly practices and when somebody brings a new riff to the table and it's like okay let's what can we do with this you know and that's that's the fun part for me too i love being on stage and love performing them and stuff but like the the collaboration of it too you know alan had said um years ago that uh you know, being in a band's like, it's like kind of being on a team, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and we do try to set those egos aside, you know, too. And nobody's like, well, me, 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 I need to be up front and I need to be, uh, the loudest and everything, you know, like I would happily stand behind a curtain if I could, you know, on stage sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Andrew has no, as you know, as we've become a five piece, Andrew on bass has, has been like, I will happily stand in the back by the drummer, you know, by Isaac and stuff. And, uh, you know, you three can be up front because that has been a challenge, you know, to have four people all in the very front of a stage, especially in a small spot like, uh, you know, Pangilis yeah. or, you know, some of the other tiny stages around too. And then you get a place like uh, where the the Olympic, we played there recently this summer and like they just redid their stage in the last year and it's like massive. I was like, I didn't even bring long enough cable to like reach my <laughs> shit all the way back here, you know. It's good times, but oh, man. 
Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't really know where I was going with this. I'm running like three hours of sleep here. <laughs> right on. <laughs> well, you're doing well. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, you nailed I'm it. a talker. You nailed the set Down for sure. Yeah. Uh, so talk about, about like your recording process because I'm curious about that. Is there anything that you guys did that you felt was like a little bit quirky that you're pretty proud of as far as when you got in the studio and you, you hit record? What comes to mind for me was the back of vocals that we were coming up with. You know, we kind of talked about that process a little bit earlier, but mm -hmm. that's where a lot of our um, vocal harmonies come from. And, and you know, we got weird sometimes, like just four or five of us around uh, an SM7B and just doing some different backup vocals and some gang vocals and stuff. And I don't know if it's all going to make it, if it all made it on the album in the end, but, but that's just a really fun experience to just try different things vocally. Um, the rest of the process, I'd say, was pretty straightforward. It was like plug and play. You know, we'd already written our guitar parts. We'd already written, um, you know, keys and bass and everything. So it was just like plug in, record, move on. You get know, try out take, some, get yeah, the get tone. the good take, get the good tone, try out some different microphones. But mm -hmm. I think the really the creativity on the recording side was was in the backup vocals and, and then in the mixing process. How did that start to where you all became so concerned about the the vocal aspect of the songs? Because it is unique, you know, I think, like that you all of you are singing <laughs> well, on, on most songs, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, if you can sing, you, you have to sing in a band. Like, if there's like, there's it's no, yeah, it's a requirement, you know? Like, yeah, you yell. Yeah, yeah, and then you yell, you know? We've been trying to get our drummer a, a mic, too, because uh, he needs little, to have one. Just he's a little gun shy. Yeah, he doesn't want to, you know, and I'm like, dude, gang vocals, you know? All you got to do is just yell some shit. You know, mm. just hoot and holler and, you know, just stuff like that. But, you, you know, can get all one of those cool Phil Collins, like, oh, yeah. earpieces, too, that hangs. A little, oh, a lavalier. lavalier that's what like, they call it. Yeah. yeah. Lavalier, yeah. Or, like, the headset mons right yeah. there. There you go. Yeah. So cool. Garth Brooks and shit. Garth Spears. Brooks, that's right. Yeah. He rocks one of those. I think those are the lamest shit. Like, the, <laughs> when you see a singer with, like, a mic. If you're not, like, You can dancing, kick me out of the band if yeah. I get a lavalier. Oh, man. I know. I'm waiting for him to answer a phone call or something. Thank yeah. you for hey, calling Wells well, Fargo. I'm actually, this is just Bluetooth. I'm, just, I'm still on the clock, I'm on guys, hold right you know? now. <laughs> I'm double billing at my other job during the show. Yeah. I'm a babysitter. I've got a mom on the other line. <laughs> I, you know, I think the, the back of vocals, though, it, it kind of came from, like, just especially Andrew and I do a lot of the the backup vocal writing mm -hmm. um so like ben always said he's like man i would be the worst backup vocalist <laughs> he's like he would hate to write those parts but we have a lot of fun writing them and so you know ben comes up with the vocal melody mm -hmm. especially around the choruses that's where we do most of that stuff and then we'll just put a mic up and and just go back and forth and and spit out ideas because a lot of time like i'll have an idea but my vocal range can't do it so i'll say like andrew like this is what i'm hearing can you mm -hmm. can you actually perform it or vice versa he'll go okay like if i'm doing this do you think you can do that and then you just start playing with it until it all lines up and and then once you do that in the studio you have to figure out how to do it live right <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's just like ah, that does not sound like the song that i heard on the album right like imagine hearing like reptilians which you mentioned mm -hmm. and then like none of us do the backup vocals on it yeah, just yeah like, no, oh well that was kind of weird yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crucial it's a it's a crux of the song at that juncture right right yeah so i i think you know a lot of the backup vocals came from the writing process and then like having to be like okay well we had fun writing those so we actually have to perform them and, you know, work that out. Are any of y'all classically trained musicians? Okay. Yeah. This guy over here. Played piano for, I don't know, how old am I? 31, so 
24 years. Yeah, 31. Win. You're 35. 35, so <laughs> 26 years. And then played violin for like 24 years. Oh, wow. Played Boise State. Wow. Played guitar. I still play guitar a lot, but I didn't pick that up till I was like 18. And I actually got serious about it. Oh, right on. Anything with strings or keys I can play. I have to blow into it. Call someone else. <laughs> yeah, these two. These two know their music shit. They make me feel stupid. I'm. I'm like. I know all 24 chords, major and minor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan and I are 36 the... if you count their 48 if you count the sevenths, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Alan and I are definitely like the the music nerds. I'd say of the band. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be, but not in a good way. <laughs> I paid for one course at Boise State with trumpet lessons. Only went to one fucking lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to pay for it, though. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I can definitely hear that you have some, uh, you're paying attention to, not that I know much about musical structure or music theory. I'm still trying to figure that stuff out because it is interesting to dabble in, but it's it's hard, you know, at my age to to dive into it and, and get it all figured out right. like, Apply backwards. It to your fingers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the issue. That's the but like part. mentally, like you hear it, you know? Yeah, and definitely. when it's right, it's right. Yeah. And you all are nailing it. I, I've been trying to unlearn all the music theory uh, <laughs> in the last couple of years. I mean, I, I, was, I just started playing lap steel this last year, and mm-hmm. I play it with another country um, singer that I play with named Ryan Curtis. Mm-hmm. And I was taking lessons from a local guy, lap steel player, and he just always told me to stop thinking so much about it, you know? Because yeah. if you're a theory-based player like like I have been, you know, you just thought, oh, is that, okay, that's a second dominant, uh-huh, and oh. then that, that's the yeah. flatted seven, and you just, like, don't stop oh. thinking and feel it, you know? Yeah. And if you can get out of your head about that stuff and just and just play what feels right, chances are the theory will back it up anyway, yeah, so. The, the theory's <laughs> for the back end when you have to write it all down. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Don't, With, don't think AKA the harmony. Parts, yeah, the I harmony suppose. parts, yeah. It's like, well, just write what feels good, and then if you can, like, analyze it later, it's, it's more, exactly, like, yeah. you know, just to be able to express it to somebody. Teach it or, yeah, what yeah. yeah, or if you're a nerd like me, just to be like, oh, that's cool analytically, like whatever. <laughs> Theoretically, that's fun. Look at the bars and the clefts, or yeah, whatever they call. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those black dots. Yeah, <laughs> that's sexy. Uh, so, are you all having? A, are you all having a record release party then? Yeah, um, we're actually doing it up in Idaho City at the Gold Mine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we've been we've gone up there a few times and played um, over the summer, and they just treat us really good. They're great people, and um, you know we were wanting to go somewhere where we could party and just kind of let loose and have a good time, you know? And um, we were thinking, oh, shit, let's go up to the gold mine. Those guys are awesome, and uh, it'd be a good time. So the album's coming out on the 29th of October, and okay. the party will be on the 30th. So okay. releases on a Friday, album releases on a Saturday, so... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So that's, I think they still got rooms available for rent, too. I already got one. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a, it's a bar and restaurant, and they have this really cool stage, and then they also have a hotel. And so it's just like if you're people who want to go out for the weekend and party, it's a good place to go. And there's always live music up there. So yeah, and that's how spot. it used to be Like when my dad was a kid back in the day. It was like Idaho City was the place to go on the weekends. It was like mm. everybody would mob up there, and there was like, you know, there's only like three two three bars up there and there was always bands in all of them and like people just having a blast up there and then it kind of stopped for years and then these guys you know have been almost resurrecting it in a way and it's kind of starting to become uh another cool little music hub you know i mean god it's only 45 minutes an hour away from boise and true it's just a cool little town you know it's a nice nice little getaway for sure so we've been digging going up there 
nice. playing. Yeah, good times. Right on. And where yeah. can people buy your record if they want to give you some money? Where are you going to be doing that? Uh, Bandcamp for sure. That'll be okay. that'll be a good spot. Um, as well as I mean, you you could stream it, but you know, <laughs> you should buy it from us. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll have it up to be purchased directly from our website too. Okay, so, what's which the is website? Praytobadguys.com. Okay. So yeah, someone anyone can go on there and they can download either just the. Um, just the digital format or they could order a, a physical copy of the cd and and i'll send it out snail mail nice. yeah I and merch it. too all that stuff eventually so yeah, yeah we've got we've got a few things so so pray to badboys.com and that has <laughs> bad <all> boys <laughs> or, or excuse me <laughs> Parade of fat guys. At Parade of fat guys. <laughs> Parade of bad guys. Parade of bad guys. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say bad boys? Yeah. 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 Parade it's of, all right. Parade of it's bad not guys. The first time. You know, it's the like thirteen seasons of cops. You know. Yeah. That's just influencing all of us yep. subliminally. <laughs> <laughs> and they can follow all your socials on that website then too. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're just on uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Just I shouldn't say that. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And, we got a YouTube uh, channel. YouTube. Yeah. We nice. got a, we got a fucking Reddit. All right. Yeah. Oh Reddit! We got four oh, followers cool. on there. Oh, All right, there look out. Dang. That's a lot. Them. That's a lot for Reddit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, you could be the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> your drummer doesn't yeah. follow you. On, <laughs> Only on two of my accounts follow Reddit. Yeah, or follow my Parade Bad Guys one. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to you guys' album release party. Hopefully, it's successful. And thanks so much for taking the time to come out here to Nampa today and recording. And it was a blast. Hell yeah, man! Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you. we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Treasure Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, like it, subscribe, and share it with a friend or a roommate. If you don't have a friend, if you don't have a friend or a roommate, share it with your mother or father. <laughs>